When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Luminaries with David Odyssey. This time, an interview with the one and only Mel Forever. Trust me, you want to get it on the ground floor with this one. But first, thoughts on Alien, Courtney Cox, Jamie Lee Curtis, BJ Novak. I have a lot to say. Lil Nas X, Vampires, Viscera, and I think a lot, lot more. Thanks for listening. Mwah. Okay, as my friend, as my mother's best friend Nancy Epstein used to say when she would call our house and leave a voicemail at 8 a.m., hi, how are you? So, uh, first of all, let me just say this episode is real good. Uh, the it, It's just a fascinating interview and, like, I, 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 pure charisma and um, a lot of insight and, and power coming from this week's guest, so... Welcome. Uh, first, we do have some business to cover. Um, I, okay, I got an MRI yesterday. I want to say that I loved every minute of it. Uh, as anyone would have guessed, the idea of being entombed into a sarcophagus, having my head pinned down uh, and being forced to not move was heaven for me. All I want is to be... Um, Entombed. I really just want to be in in an ice cold, um, cryogenic freezer, and that's just kind of my idea of a good night's rest. Incidentally, I did do an iso tank last week as well, which I did not love. You know what? I mean, I talked with Dexter about it, and Dexter was like, "We're both Mars and Pisces. We don't need to pay eighty dollars when we could just get in a bathtub and go to a different dimension." And I think that's definitely there. Um, I don't know. I guess if you're paying, it should be. I kind of want to be like cupped. Sorry, there's motorcycles. If I'm paying, I kind of want to be like poked or prodded or cupped. Does that make sense? It was fine. I went into a trance in the isotank. I just... Planning relaxation is never going to really work. You know what I mean? Planning a spa day and then assuming that that day I'll be ready to chill rarely works because then I often end up going to the bathhouse feeling like a nervous chalalia, lunatic, psychopath. So... All right, I don't really have anything interesting to say about this. Um, I saw with Emily Olcott, last week's guest, we went to the Angelica. I got some of the best ice cream I've had in ages. By the way, I'm coping with my health issues by just eating as much sugar as I want. And by the way, some of my health issues earlier in this year were a mouthful of cavities. I have... I'm being a bad boy. Like this is, this is the terrible thing about not doing any substances is you then are just like, I'm going to town and eating as much sugar as I want. And that is a lesson I have to learn. I was previously really good about it this summer, but, um, I'm just going through a phase right now. I think I'll like get better at it, whatever, or like, 
you know what? This is just mommy's medicine right now, everyone. Okay. Anyways, we saw I'm Your Man. I'm Your Man is a German film in which Dan Stevens, whom we adore from Downton Abbey, Legion, um, he's in that movie where he's a, a murderer, right? He's like a sexy murderer. That movie was good, right? He's like the he he's the war he's the the hot Iraq war vet who's a murderer. What was going on in 2013? Remember when that was going to be what all horror movies looked like when it uh, it follows came out and we were like, oh, this is the future of horror, and it like kind of wasn't. Um, I am I going to see the new Halloween movie alone on opening night? Very likely. It's just healing for me. I don't think it's. I don't think the intellectual rigor is is so uh, spectacular. By the way, but it is healing for me. You know, I'm writing the Scorpio season post right now, and I'm trying to figure out where Jamie Lee Curtis fits in the Scorpion Scorpion the Scorpio movie theater pantheon. Scorpion Pantheon, just because she isn't really like the other girlies. She's not like the Anne Hathaway, Julia Roberts, Emma Stone, and she's not like the Brittany Murphy either. She's kind of her own. She's really a phenomenon. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis is really. She doesn't look like anyone. Her sexuality is. If you have thoughts on Jamie Lee Curtis, let me know. I have a huge sticker of her from True Lies on my planner when she's in the, like, I want this thong that she's wearing so bad. She looks incredible. But anyways, Dan Stevens. Wow, I really took us far with that. Dan Stevens, who was in Beauty and the Beast and Legion, uh, plays an android. It's kind of like her. Uh, this German woman... Uh, gets an android lover, basically, played by Dan Stevens. And similar to Tilda Swinton, or as my mother would call her, Tilda Swanson, in I Am Love, in which Tilda speaks Italian just, like, perfectly, Dan Stevens speaks fluent German in this movie. It's a German film. He, he doesn't speak English in it, and you're like, wow, you know, the human vessel, when properly directed. What is he? Is he a Capricorn? Um, okay. Anyways, the movie was great. It was really beautiful. Oh, he's a Libra. The movie, I have to say, the movie, which is about this woman getting a cyborg lover, is the ultimate Libra film because the cyborg lover is defined by algorithmic responses. So he's created to be your ideal lover by, um developing algorithmic responses to what you like and what you don't like. And so it's very much Libra about how can I be what you want me to be? Is this what you want? Et cetera, et cetera. The actress who plays, um, uh, the actress, I'm your man. Okay. The movie's called I'm your man. And the actress is, um, Marin Eggert. She's incredible. It's inevitable that they're going to make a an American remake of this. I think the only actress who could play the role would be Maggie Gyllenhaal or Kristen Wiig. The reason I say Maggie Gyllenhaal is this actress, Maren Eggert, she's 47. 
And she is so sexy in that she plays this very busy kind of like exhausted woman, working woman. And, you know, I said to Emily when the movie was over, I was like, you know, if they make the American version, they're going to cast Zoe Deutsch because, because of like, for some reason, I still think the only good performance of a woman with a job in any movie is Maggie Gyllenhaal in The Dark Knight. I know how ridiculous that sounds, but I think Maggie Gyllenhaal is the only person who can actually make you believe that she's just been working for 12 hours and she's exhausted. Otherwise, it just becomes, and I, this is not on the actresses, I think this is on the industry, but it's always, most movies, it's either gorgeous district attorney or Jennifer Lopez being a dog walker. I think it's like really hard in American movies to like allow women to look like they work because that's like very intimidating, Um, which is why like the Bad Moms movies exist. Uh, do, do you get what I'm saying here? Anyways, this movie, she was so sexy and she was so like chic and it was so effortless and she was so, she was so believable because of course she's German and she's not in this like American, um, you know, mommy breastfeed me edible film, film industry. But I, I just think Maggie Gyllenhaal could do it. Um, as I said, I saw Secretary for the first time this year and, and it rocked my world. Um, I'm reading The Heroine with a Thousand and One Faces by Maria Tatar, which is this like, it is a post Me Too response to Joseph Campbell's Hero with a Thousand Faces. Frankly, this sort of thing should be my bread and butter. Um, what I love about Shulamit Firestone is the way that she basically like bitch, not bitches out, but like, yeah, she kind of like in a very campy way, just like destroys Freud. And I love that about Marie-Louise von Franz, where she, uh, who's, who's Jung's, uh, heir, heir, she basically attacks like the fairy tale, fairy tale industrial complex. They do it in a very like sharp kind of campy way. I'm finding this book to be a little bit um, absurd. I, I, I think... I don't really want to hear about how Greek mythology is misogynist. I think it's obvious that Greek mythology is misogynist. The interesting work is reclaiming the characters, reclaiming these women and finding new layers and levels to them. Going through each myth, myth and explaining how... It's misogynist is just not, I just don't think it's constructive. So I'm hoping the book like starts getting a little bit more innovative, but I just think this writer, the writer is like, you know, she's already quoted Alyssa Milano. So I just want to like put that out there. Okay. I, I listen, I just think like this book does need to be written. I just don't think I think it's written from this place of somewhat like superiority that it's not helping the cause. You know, the other thing that I just want to say, and and this is a conversation I've been having a lot recently is vampires are about to make a comeback. I think like a lot of you know this, but I think the like girl boss decade is over. And I think 
especially like Lil Nas X, who's an Aries, is heralding a return to just like sex. And I hate to say this, but like, you know, Jupiter's going into Aries next year. We'll have Saturn in Aries by 2026. I'm not saying we need to go back to like girls gone wild and, and low cut jeans. I'm just saying. I think that the dissociative aspects of this Aquarian age, and I think the like hyper segmented aspects of the post Weinstein trauma, which are very essential, and like that discourse, which was very, very essential. Jake Cornell and I have talked about this a lot. A lot of that is witch culture, which is about like unity, rules, roles, all of that. At some point, that yields to vampire culture, which is, I want to give in, and I want to give up, and I want to lose myself. The stakes of that are yet to be decided. It does not necessarily have to be misogynist vampire culture, but I do think that, like, the power of demonic sex and the power of just, like, fully losing yourself um, in that kind of gothic, gothic Catholic submission it's on the menu one way or the other. Um, I just, you know, I've talked about this a lot, but I can't go to another hyper pop concert with a bunch of people who, with a bunch of 26 year olds who dress in, um, giant tarps who purposefully look like shit and who aren't fucking, by the way, this is the other conversation I've been having a lot, you know, as a, as a millennial, I don't want to say that, like, it's so great that um, my generation allegedly had more sex than the Gen Z kids because, frankly, a lot of the sex that I had in my 20s, I would gladly give up. Most of it was traumatic. So I don't want to, like, put a value judgment on anything like that. And I'm not trying to, like, revert back. I'm just saying I think if we think about the shift from... And Jake and I talk about this a lot, like witch culture to vampire culture. We're due for vampire culture. You know, I've talked on this podcast about the the um, Take My Breath video by The Weeknd. You know, I adore The Weeknd. That whole video is a... It's, it's obviously a send-up to Blade. And Blade is... Blade and Queen of the Damned. Everyone, by the way, should watch Queen of the Damned which is on Hulu right now. Queen of the Damned is one of the great fashion films of our time. Blade and Queen of the Damned are a part of this uh, vampire rave culture, which is very much this idea of nightlife as this area where you purposefully want to be hunted. And that kind of... Anyways, it's fabulous. Um, I do want to say that in my recent cruisings through uh, the invisible realms I have I've been spending a lot of time in the underworld and I have encountered Persephone I've kind of taken like a tutelage under her she is my dark queen the best way I can describe Persephone is if everyone stops this podcast and watches the Kalela video for let me know Persephone is the duality between um, the white virgin and the Dark Queen of the Underworld. Persephone has taught me that that duality is okay. It doesn't need to be transcended, and one does not need to win the other. Both sides are valid. And I'm learning that about myself. Um, 
Persephone is just major, and I, I can't wait to do, like, work around her and art around her. Um, speaking of the underworld, uh, I watched with some of our, you know, dear friends uh, and, and friends of the pod, I watched Alien again recently. Um, Ripley, as we know played by a uh, significant Libra Sigourney Weaver. Alien, there's just nothing like it. It is, they, you know, talk about they don't make them like that anymore. If they made that movie now, it would just all be green screen. And um, I was watching it with Gabby and Jake and uh, Nate, and, and Jake made this comment of like, you know, there's just nothing like practical effects because the movie is so slimy, it's so gooey, and it's so visceral. And of course, Veronica Cartwright, what is Veronica's son? Veronica Cartwright, legend, uh, who we know from Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, Veronica is an Aries, um, who we classically know from Legend of the Bo- uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Witches of Eastwick and Six Feet Under, uh, all of which where she delivers these like horrific shrieks. I mean, she's incredible. You can't really get that without that goo and viscera. And what I was saying was that I think we're going back to an age of practical effects. The reason I'm saying that is because I think the reason people love Drag Race and love like makeup tutorials is that thing. Is that like... It's just a phys- the physical metamorphosis, the the paint, the goo, the powder, the prosthesis, I think is always going to have like this very, um, I don't want to keep saying the word visceral, I, I, this immediacy that I think is going to be coming back soon. Um... It's really a shame they didn't make that new Alien movie and instead they made with Ripley and instead they made Alien Covenant. Um, that's just a shame. Um, what is this note? Okay, Azalea Banks has mentioned that she wants to be with Liam Gallagher. I am 100% in support. Liam, How have Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher aged so well? It's shocking. After all the drugs they've done, they both look fantastic. Um, I recently took a walk through Bushwick uh, on a Thursday morning and listened to What's the Story Morning Glory by by Oasis. It was beautiful. Um, I got to tell you, something's going on. I have seen every person I have ever made out with in New York. Over the past, like, month, I have run into each and every one of them. I'm literally, like, I, I think I'm, like, banned from entering a public park because... There, I'm going through a karmic recycling where the higher powers are just like, all right, we're going to make sure that you see every single one of them and then it's done. So uh, there there can't be any left. You know, by the way, I just sealed my fate by saying that out loud, but enough is enough. Um, hopefully this means something new is on its way. Um, by the way, speaking of things I'm seeing in New York a lot that piss me off, why does BJ Novak have a new show? Why? Why do I have to see his face? I'm sorry. I, I'm sure he's... You know what? No. I, I, when I went to college, I went and saw him speak at Tufts. And I have to say this. 
he was reading from his collection of essays and it was just so obvious to me that he knew that every Jewish girl in that auditorium wanted to have sex with him because of the office and he was going to milk it for everything it was worth. I found it very, very dishonest and manipulative. The reason that we keep having these scandals is because we give these men too much power and they don't deserve it and they're mediocre and they lose they lose sense of reality because we give them this outsized praise. Stop. Stop watching The Office, one. Stop praising Jess on Gilmore Girls. Stop wanting to be the girl who John Krasinski gets with on The Office. Don't do this, okay? You are... Not only are you fueling mediocrity, you're fueling entitlement. Stop it, okay? You need to be obsessed with real freaks, okay? And by the way, at least Angel on Buffy turns evil. So even the so-called boring choice is not so boring. You just got... We have to be careful here, okay? I, I I can't I can't hear people talking about Jess on Gilmore Girls anymore. Okay, it's over. I'd rather be with Logan. Do you hear me? Though not Logan season seven because you know season seven isn't canon. I have to say one last thing, and then I swear we will get into this interview. I rewatched Scream, Scream 2, and then I, I rewatched Scream again, and I, I watched Scream 3 over the summer. The Scream films are our greatest treasure. Uh, they make, they're everything I want everything in life to be. Um, I have to really say this. When I watch Courtney Cox in all of them, but there is something about Scream 1... There are shots of her. No one says this, but Scream 1 is gorgeous. Like, um, the Scream movies are not low budget. They're fabulously high budget and they're beautiful. Like, Scream 1 is literally... Every one of them is, like, very beautiful to look at and very big. There are shots of her in Scream 1 in, like, that country setting in its magic hour. And... I just, I've had these profound spiritual experiences looking at her where I feel like some something is being channeled to me. Some source, some power, some belief in cinema as art comes through to me. That performance, which is the ultimate camp performance, is, there's just nothing like it. Uh, classically for Halloween 2014, I did go as Laurie Metcalf from Scream 2. Um, it was misunderstood, but I know that I did something brave. And um, Matthew Lillard, what was going on there, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I just want to say, like, this Halloween, everyone should rewatch Scream 1, 2, 3, and 4 because every Scream movie is good. I think Scream 3, uh, I don't want to watch fucking Birdman, okay? If I want to watch self-aware anything, I'm going to watch Scream 3. Okay, so we are going to truck along with this new interview format. I feel really good about it. I'd love who do you think I should interview in this new interview format, which is 
using a person's chart to learn more about their life. Uh, big, small, whatever you'd like, um, let me know. Uh, this is an interview with Mel Forever, who is major, um, and I find her divine. So I, I hope you enjoy it, and thank you for listening and being here. Moi. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I am with the breakout, the breakout star, star supernova, um, galactic mama of 2021. <laughs> and 2022 and, and, and beyond. So far. <laughs> yeah. Mel forever, Mel beyond. Period. Um, Mel, welcome. This is such a, a, a real pleasure for me. Thank you. I'm really excited and I'm also very scared. Okay. There, Every yeah. time I do anything like interview, like I like Chrissy Teigen face for like two weeks after because <laughs> I like said something really stupid and I'm like, oh God. Um, but anyway, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having uh, me. Yeah, with that spirit in mind. Um, so we are doing like a quasi astrology reading, quasi interview because uh, I think as anyone who is living in the world is aware you have had a huge metamorphosis and like a huge um embodiment and like it's very exciting per okay slay yeah (laughs) so i'm going to lay out some of the elements of your chart and then i want to go from there mel you are and this is really rare for me you're a triple capricorn yeah um that means your sun you're rising it means that when you were born when you looked up, when you took your first breath, the eastern horizon was breaking in Capricorn and the sun and moon above you were in Capricorn. So I just want to like... That like feels satanic, no? <sighs> it, it, it is... When I looked at your chart, the oh first God. thing that occurred to me, and this is kind of a recurring theme for you, was she's a fighter and she's going to have to decide when she's fighting for her life, when she's fighting to be heard, and when she's fighting for a cause. And she has to figure out the difference or else it's all going to become a lifelong thrash. How does this feel? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, that is so weird that you said that. Because for my new show, I'm like talking to my friend who wants to make a look for me. And I was like, literally, an hour ago, I sent him the Pepsi commercial gladiator with like Britney Pink and Beyonce and I was like for some reason I'm fighting for my life for this show I said that literally an hour ago okay Okay. so check and check and check Capricorn is clawing her way up Capricorn is in the fight to survive you know classically Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a Capricorn okay work Dolly Parton's a Capricorn Aaliyah was a Capricorn it's really like Sade's a Capricorn. <laughs> Donna Summer. FKA Twigs. There is this thing of like, Capricorns live forever and they're unkillable, but it is like, to get there, they're like, I, I have to survive. Yeah. Like, it's very survival mentality and it's very much like, Capricorn is so much about authority and about this like, big brother, daddy, patriarchy, like, hanging above you. And oh. you like, you... 
battling that and then like claiming that power as your own. So how is all of this feeling to you? Um, <laughs> I definitely have felt like the big, I don't want to say brother, but like big something energy. Mm-hmm. I, d- I don't know if I feel that for myself. Like, okay. I, like, I have fantasies of being, like, like everyone's mommy. But, like, <laughs> I, I, like, I'm, like, is is that within me? And, like, I don't know. Um, that sounds right, though. Like, I have always had, like, massive, like, authoritative issues. Like, in the biggest way possible. Like, like kicked out of school kind of shit. Like, or asked to leave. Um, (laughs) because I was just like psychotic, like don't do this. And it's the only thing I would do. Mm. My parents and I didn't, don't get along. (laughs) We we don't talk anymore. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm not, but yeah, I feel that. The other aspect that's going on for you with your Capricorn. So, you know, Mel's chart begins and ends in Capricorn. Um, the opposite of Capricorn is Cancer. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what I love about the Capricorn-Cancer divide is it is the gender divide. Um, Uh-oh. Capricorn is mask, Cancer's femme, and then it's inverted. So the idea that you have this kind of gender thing right like as the thing of your chart... And we think about all these planets that have been moving through Capricorn since 2018. I just think it's really interesting to like kind of lay the track for your own gender metamorphosis, you know, Period. or gender awakening. Yes. Um, but what's interesting about your Cancer is you have Mars in Cancer. Yeah. Cancer is the sign of the family. Cancer is the sign of like love and like I think of like smothering love. And you have Mars. Mars is your like god of war your drive your individuality and when you think about mars and cancer it's basically like i'm being smothered it's it's uh it's it's called the don't tread on me placement and you have that in your seventh house of relationships and your seventh house of like emerging into the public and i just like wanted to lay that out too because that can make you like this warrior because you're always being stepped on throughout your life and I'm just curious about like how that element has played out for you. <laughs> um, okay, wait. First, I have like three birthdays, like my like belly button birthday, which is the one that we're talking about. Right. But then I also have I have um, my sobriety birthday. Tell me. It's June 24th, so it's what cancer. Year? Um, it's uh, 2019. So she stopped doing drugs and drinking on that day. Okay, I have notes about that that we're going to get into. And then my third birthday is my tranny bee day, which is November 15th, 2020. 2020. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I have actually a lot going on with that that we can, that we're going to talk <laughs> That we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like, wait, what you were saying was... I was saying smotheringness. There is a don't tread on me and like a um I've been like stepped on in silence and now I'm going to like unleash and the way it works in your chart I think like the fundamental thing going on in your chart is this. 
You have Uranus, planet of rebellion and like revolution, right there in your first house of selfhood. Mm. You have Jupiter and Libra, like justice, like going out, like going into the world and changing it. But it's informed by this Mars in in Cancer. So it's like... I see. There's this thing about like... This rage and this power and this like ambition that can be driven towards like changing the world and expressing yourself. Or it can be driven towards like... I'm angry at the people around me and I just want to like start a little riot. But... It's about, like, when does that get directed? And I'm curious how that's played out for you. Okay, what you just said is exactly how I feel right now. Or, like, really, like, at all times, especially since, like, November. Like, when I started transitioning, I was just, like... (coughs) I was just, like, done with all of it. Like, so I grew up in Alabama, and, like... All of that was, like, silent. Like, my fa- my parents were, like, not just, like, homophobic and, like, we still kind of talk. Like, they were, like, like, I was talking about it last night, like, extremists, like, homophobes. Like, wow. crazy mean, crazy hurtful, crazy abusive. And, like, the whole thing, like, my family is riddled with um, closetedness. But, like, not only in sexuality and gender, but also, like sobriety and drug related like everyone is addicted to to drugs (laughs) and like um everyone is like if you met my uncle or like one of my cousins you'd be like my oh i don't want to say their names but my my quote girl cousin like is clearly a man and like my my uncle is clearly a faggot and you're just like what is going on here and then they all drink vodka on the rocks like all day long and you're just like i don't understand what's going on anyway so the the theme of my family is like silence and like as soon as i started transitioning it was like i'm done i'm done i'm done and like through my music and like my performances i literally just like I have, I feel like I am overcome by this, like, demon on stage. And I'm just, like, I need to, like, breathe fire onto these bitches. Like, Mm. I need to scream and kick and yell and fight. But, like, in an art form that isn't so abusive um, towards my audience members. But, like, I feel that so hard because... um, like I went to when I even when I went to college, it wasn't like I was like finally set free. Like I joined a fraternity and like oh. <laughs> like I was so sick. Like I joined a frat and got hazed and was like, this is right. Like I had a, like a fractured rib from being punched. Like it was a moment. And then I was like, no, yeah, that's good. I like that. And like and not until like my senior year of college did I suck my first dick. Like wow. And then I was obsessed with that dick for four years after, but... It's too bad. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We don't talk anymore. But yeah, it's like... And then, like, in terms of my transition, like, all of a sudden I just had, like, just, like, every hour, like, from when I got sober in June, every hour of every day was, like, just, just, like, thrashing of, like like flashbacks and like it was like spiritual whiplash all day long of like you're a fucking girl you're a fucking girl you're a fucking girl like quit this shit it's time and like i knew my sobriety was contingent on like like going through my gender things and like looking at it and so like in order to stay sober i had to do this and in order to like complete all of it i had to like remove myself from my family who 
or my parents who silenced me and like basically my community at the time because I was like giving Zara like Manhattan gay and I yeah Yeah. and I just was like so confused so all of it was done for me and then I was like I just have so much to say but like not in words but I just have so much to like get out because my entire life has kind of felt like shh don't do that but instead of shh don't do that it's like don't do that like more of an aggressive beat yeah I uh, there's so much there that I'm I'm you know I started recovery in December and I feel like I'm just now understanding that it's another closet yeah because I'm like oh you can't like you can't do that and just expect your life especially in Brooklyn which is this like nightlife terrorism hellscape (laughs) like fascist you know what i mean like you can't just like not change so i guess i'm curious like what happened what was that order of like getting sober changing your like social life changing your like lifestyle and how the how the transition started coming in Um, Like, in terms of if you think about sobriety as another closet, which led to transition, like, what what was falling into place that led from one to the other? um, are, Are you talking in terms of, like, Brooklyn nightlife, too? Yeah, I'm talking about, like, I guess... As you became sober, what in your life changed mm. about, like, the people you hung out with or the things you did? And then as that changed, how did that lead like, into your transition? Literally everything. Okay. Um, <laughs> I get sober, and I was, like, unwell. Like, my bottom was, like, very much emotional. And, like, my last night drinking, I was, like, on the street in Bushwick, on the sidewalk. I couldn't remember my phone password or my home address, so I just like went back to sleep on the sidewalk and was like, let me just sleep this out outside in the, like, uh, <laughs> like under the subway. Um, and I was like, that's dangerous, but that wasn't even that crazy of a night. Like, I was just like, one over. Right. Um, but anyway, so I was like, I think I should get sober. I was, <laughs> I was laying in bed, like rocking back and forth, sobbing, being like, um, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And like, I always talk to myself when like I'm in a moment, like talk out loud to myself. And I said, you need to give yourself a chance. And I like heard myself say that. And I was like, that was fucking weird. Cause like at the time I was not like spiritually in, right. in tune. So I was like, what was that? I'm scared. Okay. I'm going to do it. And so then I got sober, and then, like, within a week, all of my gay friends, I, like, kind of just sent out a text message being like, hi, I'm getting sober, and I can no longer see any of you, see any of you for, like, until further notice. So, like, that was that, and they were all like, okay, um, we love you, and I was like, goodbye. Um, I have tons of love for them, and we still talk now, but, like, at the time, I was like, I'm out. Um... My parents, I had, like, I did this whole thing. Like, I got together with my sister, and we changed my phone number. I, I sent them an email being, like, we can't talk anymore. Like, and which, that was, like, coming for a really long time. They were, like, are you a girl or a bully? And I was, like, ah. <laughs> I was, like, um. And so I was, like, I can't talk to y'all anymore. And then, like, everything changed at that moment. I, like, 
I like just was like planting seeds in a sober community um, mm. and everyone that I was like attracted to in my sober community were like trans or like non-binary or just like full-on faggots um, which was like I was like hmm like interesting so then I like as like I was thinking about like my gender I would, I would have these things called tranic attacks, that I called tranic attacks, where I'd like f- have a panic attack, couldn't breathe, screaming into like towels, like can't breathe. Cause like, it was like, I was like vomiting up like mm. the truth, um, which is what I named my EP, <laughs> tranic attack. Um, <laughs> Cause that's what all the songs are from. Um, so I was just like, Amazing. I was just like. Like, I felt like I was giving birth to something, and it was, like, really contraction-y and, like, scary. And then I'd, like, go and, like, huddle with a bunch of, like, non-binary people. And I was, like, I don't know why I feel just, like, way better with you guys. So, like, my, like, community kept shifting and changing and changing. And then I was, like, I think I'm a they-them. So I gave they-them for, like, six months. And the itch had not been scratched. (laughs) I was, like... No, this feels somehow even more not right for me. Yeah. I was like, it isn't me. And I just knew in the back of my head, simultaneously, I'm like having these tranic attacks and being like, I need to drink or like be in a coma like for months. Like this is like, I cannot work through this. So I was like getting like even deeper into like uh, my sober community and um so, like, it was all just, like, this crazy, like, oscillating, like, I'm sober, wait, I'm trans, I'm sober, wait, I'm trans, oh my god, I have no friends anymore, I don't know what to do, and then, like, and then, like, like a pipeline down to my, like, inner child soul is, like, um, do something creative, do something creative, do something creative, and so they all just kind of, like, three were just, like, whoom, and, like, I, like, kind of just started writing music, and that that kind of propelled me even more forward. And then I started hormones and I was like, I'm just going to do it for a month and like, see if I like that. (laughs) (laughs) When was this? That was, um, November ish, like winter of last year, like a year ago. So a year ago today, I was literally like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like I'm going to Callum Lord. Um, (laughs) and then I was like, I'm going to do it for a month. And then like the, I swallowed my pills and then was like, I'm never going back. Like, holy (laughs) shit. Like finally I can breathe kind of thing. I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, I have a lot. There's a lot there. I mean, I guess the first question that comes up for me with that is, and this is something I was talking about with my therapist yesterday is like, I feel like it's impossible to change in New York because unless you truly like hide in a cave, I just feel like everywhere I go, I see someone from my past. Like, I just feel like it's really hard for me to like have an external metamorphosis because I'm constantly like halfway here, halfway there. I'm always seeing people from different parts of my life. Like I just feel very exposed. Yeah. And I, with you, I did feel like you it was like, I saw you at Reese, you had long hair. Then I saw you at a rooftop party and you were like fully vavoomed. And I was like, oh shit. And I'm wondering like, did you have to like cocoon? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't have to because it happened for me. Yeah. COVID. So I'm like, the I'm a very proud COVID tranny. Like, so COVID happened and like, <laughs> and I was like, it happened in November, 2020. And like, yeah. 
COVID was happening in the whole summer. I was like dating this boy who I was totally in love with. But then I was having these tyrannic attacks and I was like, oh my God, I think I'm non-binary. Mm. And he's like, that's okay. And then I was like, I think I'm trans. And he was like, oh, um, I think maybe <laughs> we shouldn't take a break. I was like, no, don't leave me. But anyway, so yeah, I like went into full, full-blown hiding um, not really because I didn't want people to, like, see me or, like, 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 I, I was going to work, like, I was at a cafe, like, I was, like, in public a lot, but, like, socially, I just was, like, I'm not going out, I have no business at clubs right now, like, I'm not drinking, and I only really want to be at a club if I'm paid to be there, like, kind of thing, so I'm just, like, I went into full-blown hiding, and I was living with, um, my two close friends, Ty, and um, Andy and they just watched all of this kind of like <laughs> every morning like it'd be like I have a full lip on and then like a full cat eye and then like my hair was like long and then it was blonde and then it was red and then I was just like and then I was having like stuffing a bra and then like like my clothes started changing and so wow. like it all kind of happened like I was literally going to work and coming home and hiding um, which was helpful um in some ways but in other ways like you want the metamorphosis you like i want you want the cocoon and you want to come out and like be the full butterfly um but that's not you know it's interesting because your sun and your moon so your sun which is really like your radiance your body whatever and your moon which is like your inner life are both in the 12th house the 12th house is like the invisible realm. Um, it's thought of as like the studio or the dark room. Um, people who listen to this pod know I use this example a lot. Um, your fellow Capricorns, David Bowie and Aliyah, both have their sons in the 12th house. And mm. they're these people who love to work in the studio. Your sun and your moon rule Cancer and Leo in your 7th house and your 8th house. This is the 8th house of metamorphosis. So I wrote down in my notes... Moon and Sun in 12th, ruling 7th and 8th. Clandestine deployment of metamorphosis. So I was curious about that, about like... <clears throat> I got the sense that you might be someone who needs this kind of like incubator space. Totally. Or this like inner realm that you can go in and like cook, kind of. Totally. I'm... I'm Now that you're saying that, I'm like totally... I'm a baker... Yeah, type of thing. And like with my like um with my like music and stuff like that, everyone's kind of like, "Oh my god, you're like just like blowing up or whatever. Like you came out of nowhere and like it looks that way." Right. But like I had been like cooking for a really long time. <laughs> like I was like and I think because of that cook is why I feel so explosive performance wise and like with my like songs and stuff like that because I really like I spent like hours in the studio and it was just like the first time in a since I can remember that like everything just went away like anxiety wow. judgment all of it was gone and I'm like working with this straight man <laughs> who I'm like I'm like so this line's gonna be fuck me in the little fucking pussy <laughs> and he's like okay great and I'm like work like loves it um so yeah, like I, 
I feel like that's what makes me an introvert. Like, I, I think I feel like an extrovert, but, like, now I understand what those two things mean. And it's, like, if I ever get overwhelmed or if I ever get, like, if things are too much for me, I, like, ghost. And, like, mm-hmm. it's a thing that my, like, close friends know that, like, sometimes I just won't respond to you for a month because, like, I have to disappear. Otherwise, I will become unstable and, like, we will fight. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, not by choice. I guess I want to go back for a second to the sobriety saga because you have Neptune in your first house. So this is your first house of like intrinsic selfhood and we have Neptune. Neptune is the planet of dreams, fantasy, imagination, and intoxication. Uh Uh-oh. So... Oh my God, (laughs) what the fuck? Why are those all together? Yeah, your chart is really... um, it's just, I mean, I'll lay out like the way that things have been going, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's, there's a lot happening at once, but Neptune, Veneno also has Neptune in her first house and Yo. Neptune is this planet of like high vibrations, you know, the communal consciousness artistry. Great. But it's also, like, going way too far over the rainbow. It's all about, like, intoxication and delusion and, like, going too far. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you see Neptune in the first house, it's often this thing about she is this person. And if we think about this with Veneno, you know, there's that line in Veneno where they're like, what are you? And she's like, I'm a traffic light. Yeah. You know, there's this sense of this being who can project and embody an artistic vision or a fantasy, you know, which I think you're able to do on stage and through your music. But, and it's this person who's tapped in, who's connected, right? But with that that portal being opened, we also have, you know, everything that comes with that. And so that's where the kind of intoxication stuff comes in. You can get lost. Exactly. Or you want to block it out. Or yeah. you want to numb it out. Yeah. Because maybe you're like maybe you're an enigma to yourself almost and it's not even this thing that you're able to like present and transmute it's like you can't even see yourself like neptune is the ocean it's like you're underwater yeah you know and i guess i was just curious about you know you said that your sobriety was june 2019 i had written down june 2019 uh saturn the planet of restriction and definition hit your neptune um So I did think that was interesting that it was like that Neptune, which is just like this open chaotic ocean got finally like pared down. And I guess, sorry, I'm talking a lot. I'm, I'm curious about what was the substance, what were the substances blocking? Do you think like how were the substances working to numb, numb things out? Um, well, like, my my whole life really was about numbing. I, I keep having these, like, really blanket statements, but they're all true. Um, I, so, alcohol and drugs were numbing a basket full of shit, like, a Mary Poppins basket. Like, didn't know what was going to come out kind of thing. Like, it was like, I didn't know what was there. And, like, I didn't want to look at it. So I'd get blackout. Um, I knew that, like, when... In between, like, blackouts, I would have, like, visions of 
myself like okay (laughs) this is really hokey but like i would have these i called them apparitions and like my sober community is like yes like we (laughs) we know those and we love those and i'm like okay y'all are weird but loves it um i would have these like like apparitions like visions of myself really long hair like big tittied and i was a dude at the time big tittied really long hair like like red lip screaming on stage um like above everyone else and i was looking up at this person and i was like fuck that's me holy shit um and i did not like that because i was like no 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 and i was like who is that girl who is that girl and i would like talk about it with all my sober friends and they'd be like you'll see her again and i'm like why do y'all all know something that i don't know <laughs> um but anyway towards the end of my sobriety that was really what i was blocking out I was like i was blocking out her because i was like i don't know who that is first of all she looks kind of scary <laughs> like yeah. why is she screaming she looks a little angry and um i and i like am feeling like i have to change my body kind of thing but before that it was like so, like, the trans feelings I was walking on. And then before that, I I was doing co- stand-up comedy for, like, a very hot second. Um, do you remember? I think I met you. <laughs> I, I literally... I have chills. Um, you and I are survivors. Like... Oh, are God. we okay? No. That is like, why does that have to be like a, a station of the cross? No, like, it's totally. We are trauma bonded. You're like, why is that a rung on the ladder? Like, why that? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay, we're okay. It, <laughs> we're okay I, well, I'm we're actually sick. not. Like, I went through all of my old comedy notes, and like it, the thi- it was really scary. Um, the things that I was was doing and saying and thought were funny, like, and just the whole idea of getting on stage and, like, trying really hard to get someone to laugh at you, like, I, right. I'm like, I can do that without being funny, like, I don't know, it's just, like, really terrible, but half of this, no, 80% of everything that, like, I wrote or performed, it's just, like, girl, go to recovery. Like, like literally. This isn't even interesting. No, I had, like a five minute set about how my sex life was actually the plot to a bug's life. <laughs> like it was so nonsensical. Go off. Like the ants repeat, they come, they eat, they leave. And somehow like in the movie and somehow I, I like after a really long winded story was like, and so my sex life is he comes, I shit on his dick, and then he leaves. And everyone was like, what are you saying? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Anyway, um, <laughs> to circle back to what we were talking about, um, y- my whole life is numbing out and, like, or has been numbing out. And now that I'm, like, in, I, I feel like I'm operating on, like, a much higher vibrational level now. Um, and so now I I don't have the same, like, resources to numb like Mm. because I've taken them away from myself so now I just am like I guess what I would be like afraid of I'm like I'm I'm like desperate and like starving for like success whatever that means for me Um, but I'm also terrified of that in every way possible so it's like this weird like back and forth okay In terms of, because, like, 
I was like front row at Bushwig and with my girl Melissa Rich and we were like blasting we were singing your lyrics while you were performing and it did feel like okay the debut has like she is here yeah and you know when you were just describing that vision you would have your apparition it sounds like what what's like literally happening now yeah and I guess I'm curious about like when you started performing which was when you started performing music Mm -hmm. what what fears were coming up or what did you have to like slay um or did it just or was it just like oh no this is it i'm ready no okay so (laughs) (laughs) i started my very first performance like musically was July 21st it was July 21st and like it was at pianos and they had this like whole like renovated moment and I had my girl Marlowe and Miss Blue Velvet and I like literally was like I'm so fucking ready for this like let's fucking do this like yeah and then the day of I was so nervous I was like the most nervous I've ever been in my entire life like I was gagging <laughs> I was gagging on the street yeah. like like pur- I hadn't eaten all day I literally couldn't and I was like gagging and like trying to purge like something up and like it was like you know like in movies when someone gets in a car wreck and there's a really like loud high pitch like yes, yes that was like the hour before my show I was just like I think I'm going to die yeah um and in a way I did die that day because like the second I walked off that stage I was just like okay, everything is different now. Um, so it was just like every, every like sensor I'd ever had in my entire life was just like humming in my brain. It was all of it was like, don't do this. Like my yeah. parents, like you're a boy, like don't wear your sister's clothes. Like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I was just like, now I'm in a bikini about to dance and sing to my own shit. Songs about having big tits, no less, like in front of everyone that I know. Um, and like, it basically I felt like really physically sick yes (laughs) um I was googling it and it was like Adele takes a shot and I was like okay well I can't do that and like lord like throws up at shows and I'm like oh these girls get sick too like but anyway yeah it was like fucking like it was a horrible beautiful it was like the most important day like ever um like artistically I guess because I just like it was I like walked through a door so to speak um which was like really important for me and then ever since like I like don't really get nervous anymore like I like I get like timid and afraid and like oh should I do this should I show my dick um (laughs) I really want to work through all of that like body stuff but like I don't know and then the second I hit I just I know that the second I hit the stage something else takes over and then I'm gone higher power yeah period yeah I'm like I'm gone in those moments yeah. and like I just like did a three dollar bill show and like I was supposed to just like be in a bikini next thing I know I'm ass naked I'm drinking fake blood like I'm like crawling around on the floor and then I walk off stage and I was like ew girl like that is so not cute um but yeah I, yeah yeah I <sighs> You know, like when I did my when I did my solo show that day was hell cuz it was just like 
I was just I just like went into a nail salon and just completely dissociated yeah. for about two hours. Yeah, I was just and my my throat the night before my throat immediately like yeah, you know what I mean? Like any yeah exactly like anything and everything and it was like okay and that first night I did feel like it something just took over and the second time I did it it was not that it was terrible I was like watching myself in slow motion it was hell but I realized like that that experience too I had to have yeah because also like once you've had that that's recovery of like you will survive this yeah like even when you get shoved in shit yeah you will transcend yeah totally um I I think I got like like in when I was doing comedy I like bombed like one time like and by bombed I mean like someone stood up screamed what the fuck and walked out <laughs> I was like oh and like I was doing this like like no. I'm gay and I like poopy dick stuff uh yeah um and I took an edible. I went to go see Rocket Man with my sister. Whoa. <laughs> After, <laughs> she was living on an edible, like dancing in her seat. And I just like full on had a panic attack. It was like literally the worst experience, like bombing so hard in front of so many people. Yeah. And you were just, I was like, you said, watching myself in third person and just being like, and suddenly I was talking slower and slower and slower. And then I was like, I can't even get the words out anymore. And it was just horrible. And I, and now looking back, it's like, that didn't kill me. Right. And now moving forward, I don't have to have this, like, marijuana-induced panic attack, which happened all of the time. I know. Um, for me. I know, me too. Um, and so it's like, you can survive it. You just need to breathe through it. It will be fine. And... Yeah, that like having a really fucked up show can like kind of like ease your nerves in the future because it's like whatever, like you're just a human. And also like, I think that twelve step meetings can be so like deeply harrowing, of just like, what the fuck did I just hear over the last ninety minutes? Yeah, where you're like, you know what? Like, what are they going to throw at me now? Yeah, exactly. Because it is truly just, like, you have no idea what sort of shit you're about to be exposed to. And, yeah. like, you have to embrace it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 100%. It's whatever. Um, okay, so... I guess I'm curious about... What is... What are you starting? Because now that you're, like, on the ride, I'm curious about, like is a bigger picture vision starting to come in? Like, is a bigger a bigger ethos, a bigger ambition coming in, a bigger, like, meaning or purpose? Um, that is kind of what I'm struggling with right now, is, like... Okay. I'm, like... I'm, like, first of all, what, like... So this... Ha- what I'm doing is a pipe dream that is just happening in front of my eyes. Like, before I got sober, <laughs> I have a journal entry that was like I just want to be a pop star Mm. like it but I meant like a girl pop star like Mm. I was like I want to be a pop star like I want to dance and sing on stage like and like it's what I wanted when I was a kid and like whatever but obviously none of that was possible for me whenever I wrote that so and then like through however many steps it took to get to where I am right now um I'm kind of, it was kind of just like this, like, um, I'm just going to do the next thing that I can and like 
which is like email somebody and like book a show or like whatever. And so it's like, it's very one step at a time. And then once like now that I'm here and like I have a couple songs out, like whatever, I'm kind of in that same mindset of just like, just like the next thing that you can do. Meanwhile, wanting world domination. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. which is like, I'm like, I feel very yeah. like, um, it feels like self it. It like, it feels kind of weird, but I'm like, I can't help that. Like I, it's not like I want like fame and glamor. It's like, I like, I need to be heard and seen. And like, it's not really about me anymore as much as it is for like, what I feel and like other people feel that too and I and like just like the freaky weird shit like I need to get that out like you know you are a triple Capricorn and Capricorn is the sign of like the ruler and like governance and authority and like the boss oh and Capricorns like do rule the world like that's what they're like called to do and (laughs) your Mercury um, your your action, your communication, your voice is in Sagittarius in the 11th house of network and, and like the higher community. So like an audience or a fandom. And I think your Saturn return journey, to be frank, I think your Saturn return journey is about you defining like what that rulership is and how it aligns with your values. Mm-hmm. Because I think, like, we know a lot of people in nightlife who, like, are successful but have no ethos and just are, like, basically demons. Yeah. Um, I think for you, it's like, we know you're, astrologically speaking, ascent is happening. I don't think you could be someone who's like, actually, I'm going to move to the country and work at a farmer's market. You know what I mean? (laughs) And if you do, like... I celebrate you, but, like, I think you are someone who's supposed to go on an ascent and, like, claim power. Yeah. I think the question is, like, what is that? And you don't have to have an answer to this. I'm just, like, presenting this of, like, with recovery in, in your backdrop, with everything that's happened... What does it mean? And I'm asking this question for myself because I'm ambitious too and I'm trying to understand how can I embrace ambition in a way that isn't diseased. Yeah, And I think like, I I think for you, that's going to be a big part of the reclamation too. I think it's already happening, but I'm just like curious about as you're starting to envision a world takeover, like how, how do you feel like you can frame it or, or see it in in a way that's like, healthy yeah i mean i ask myself a lot like what am i doing and that doesn't and not in like a self-deprecating way but i'm just like what am i doing like what are we doing right now and the share tweet what is going on with my career yeah yeah literally (laughs) and i'm just like i i don't even have an answer for like when i imagine like oh god um i don't know like i don't know um there's a part of me that's like, so I had this intuitive reading done, mm. <laughs> um, and uh, it was over the phone during COVID, and this girl basically was like, um, I don't know if this makes sense to you, but I think you're a girl, and I was like, it makes sense, okay, bye, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, thanks, Lauren, 
Um, <laughs> don't know where PayPal. Bye. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Um, I'm trying. Um, but she said that also within that I think you're a girl statement. She was like, you are going to find yourself in like a position of like being the voice for someone. Yeah. Or something or some group. Um, and I was like, huh, um, okay. And I don't, I still, I don't know who that is. Like, um, I think my focus right now and like, let's say a minute, I always like fantasize about my like headlining shows, whatever. And like things that I like would want to say, but don't want to get too sappy is like, get, I hope that everyone here like, during this hour, can, like, be as fucking weird as possible. Like, whatever is inside of you that you feel like you can only do when your bedroom door is locked, I hope, like, you can do that here in front of everyone else with me. Not necessarily watch me just, like, get naked, pour blood on myself and scream, but also I hope that you can, like, I don't, not be violent or anything, but, like, in from a loving place in an expression place, like, be whatever that fucking thing, be whatever that thing in your brain wants you to be, but you're too afraid to be. You know what I mean? The Mars and Cancer thing is, like, Mars is the warrior and Cancer is the tribe. And I think, like, the journey of Mars and Cancer is supposed to be, like, I have been... I have been in a tribe that has, like, repressed me. Now I get to, like, unleash that fury and I get to be, like, the warrior for my new tribe. Mm -hmm. So I do think the idea is that you, by, like, unleashing, gets to, like, help others yeah. bring something Yeah, up. like, a perfect show is, like, I I want, like, a concert of mine to, like be like a fucking zombie apocalypse where it's like contain like yes. one person goes crazy in the audience and all of a sudden everyone is like foaming at the mouth and like screaming and and like just like kind of like Salem witch trials like full hysteria and just mm. go fucking nuts because it's like when like in my childhood bedroom like I put on my like little headphones and like just fucking go crazy and just like go fucking off and someone said that to me someone was like you dance and perform like I used to when I was a kid um like in your room listening to like the new Avril and I was yes. like no that's exactly what I'm doing um and so like I want every like I guess if I was like like who do I want to like speak and connect with and like like be a voice for it would be people who are understand what I'm saying when I say that and like fucking do it and just sort of like like I'm I'm sick of whatever the fuck I'm supposed to be doing I want to be that bitch like I get a lot out of it because I like still put on the prodigy when I'm alone in the apartment and just fucking like headbang because yeah. that like that rage and that wrath feels good but it's not really like existing in the queer world because like most music if you go out in like queer world is like bad um <laughs> <laughs> but like you're when i heard big tits it was just like uh you know what yeah. i mean and like when i've gotten to see you do it live it's like yes like let's get it out yeah. you know so i do think that y that's part of it and i think more will be revealed yeah all of my songs are basically like me throwing up. 
like yes. in one way or another. Like it's just like a puke of like whatever the fuck I was feeling, and like some of it's about like body dysphoria, or um like being really horny, or yes. or like not being horny and like very angry about that, <laughs> or like um like being so ashamed and being like, well, there's nothing I can do, like. About be like I'm ashamed of everything. So like yes. what else? Like I'm just I don't know what to do anymore. Um, so I guess I just like have one choice, and that's to own it and like try and do better <laughs> next time. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, like, yeah. I your Saturn, you have Saturn right before Venus. You have Saturn and then Venus. And Venus is your diva, goddess, artistry, see me, receive me, all of that. Was she in? She is in Aquarius, like Paris Hilton. Ah! Um, oh. <laughs> which, and, and Venus is in your second house of earning and self-worth. So you have this very... Uh, Aquarius is like the airwaves it goes out to the masses mm -hmm. and Aqu venus and aquarius if you think about paris hilton's femininity it's very much like deployed yeah and it's very much like meditated and conceived yes and your saturn which is like the the master the planet of structure and rules and definition comes right before there i think your saturn return is about you basically getting to this point of which i think you're already here through this journey you've been on, you coming to a point of like mastery, definition, these are my terms, these are my rules, this is how I want to do this. And then you get to have that ownership and have that full embodiment. I think yeah. you're already here. You've clearly like had to do plenty of work already. It's not like we have to wait until your official Saturn return in February. But I think like that general theme of like the Saturn, which is like the recovery, the ownership, the rules, the the submission, the sacrifice, and then the Venus, the embodiment, the diva, the goddess, the yeah. portal. I think that's the duality of your journey. Uh, that sounds intense now. But you've kind of already lived it. In what way? In that I think you got the, like, okay, life can't just be, like, chaotic and fun and everything's gonna happen life actually has to be like i have to lay the law down for myself yeah and like take ownership of myself yeah and then you get to create and deploy the way you want to be seen and received the way you want your your message to go out into the world yeah know? um yeah taking ownership of myself is something that like didn't really happen until i got sober yeah. i was like oh fuck everything I do has a consequence, like, whether I like it or not. And, like, Oof. it, uh, that was weird to realize. Um, and, like, everyone has feelings and everything is, every, everything is about every, like, everything is about everyone. Like, if someone likes you, it's because you make them feel good. And if they don't like you, it's because you bring up something in them. Yeah. So, like, everything always goes back to, like, some, everyone, everything goes back to, like, self yeah. And like I'm trying to understand that as far as like I'm like okay, so with that knowledge, like what like you said, like 
what it, what are my terms like moving forward with how I like interact like whether that's music or just like day to day it's like very weird um I still feel like a little murky and all of that like yeah especially with like music and artistry I'm like do I want to be Aisha Erotica and just like be like oh, fuck me or do I want to go full folklore? Like, I'm like, I don't... <laughs> yes. And turns out I'm doing a mixture of both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, God. That's... I, so Saturn Returns, like, your slap... It's like a slap on the wrist, no, from the universe of being like, get your shit together? Or is it more just like... Um, to be honest, you've had your slaps on the wrist. Um, because... Pretty much starting in 2018, you had Saturn. As Saturn moved through Capricorn, it hit your Sun, Moon, Uranus, and Neptune. So by the time your Saturn actually returns, to me, it's like the final threshold. Yeah. Because right after Saturn is your Venus. So it's almost like, to me, you did all the slaps on the wrists and all the like retribution, sacrifice, all of that. Yeah. Now we're coming to the final like... This is how I... Saturn's a planet of definition. So if we think about this as the ending the cycle of, like, your final... This is how I want to define my ethos. Because Aquarius Mm -hmm. is the sign of ethos. Aquarius is the sign of, like, what are my ideals? What are my values? Your Saturn returns in Aquarius. And the idea is, like, you'll have had this experience debuting. You'll have had this experience putting stuff into the world, and then you get to bring it into harmony. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's like, I think, frankly, I think like the grisly, gruesome stuff, I'm not saying your life won't be hard, yeah. but I'm saying like the grisly, like, shocks of the Saturn return, I think you've had quite a few, right? Yeah. Like yeah. in pretty rapid succession, it sounds like. <laughs> I think your Saturn return is meant to be like the final. If Venus, the goddess, is, like, on the other side of the door, this is just, like, the last... One of the final doors. You know what I mean? Of, like, okay, this is how I want to do this, and this is how things are going to work for me, and this is how I keep things in balance, and, you know? Yeah. That... I... It's weird. Like, what you just said is, like, exactly where my mind... Like, like my mind is, like... Like, I'm kind of just, like, scanning, 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 and then finally it, like, it, like, zeroes in on something, and then I'm, like, okay, fuck, now I have to go through this. Like, or it's, like, something on a shelf, and, like, yeah, things fall off the shelf, and then you're done with them, and, like, the next thing on the shelf is, like, what you just said. Yeah. As far as, like, music and, like, the things that I want to do with my life is, like, exact, like, it's that. It's, like, what is that for me? Like, like... And it's, like, kind of getting more, like, bubbly. Yes. Which is, like... I, I Which is, like, annoying because, like, if you're imagining, like, a beaker bubbling, like, something's gonna... It, the beaker will explode or something will come out of the top. Like, there will be some product afterwards, <laughs> which is, like... Um, it's you... In my experience, it's always been kind of painful or, like... Or learning, which for me is <laughs> painful. I'm like, I hate realizing things. Um, right. Uh, but yeah. But Saturn to me is the beaker. Saturn is the planet of structure. So the idea is that you're making a container for yourself. Because I will, you know, to bring it all back. Triple Capricorn. Capricorn is the sign of longevity, which is like 
I'm Dolly Parton, I'm gonna live forever, like, you can't take me down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think this is you figuring out, like, how to sustain yourself, too. Mm. Like, how could this last and you be able to take care of yourself? You know what I mean? How can this all be in harmony? Yeah. Sure do. I think about that all the time. And I think, like, that is doable for you. Yeah. You know? I just have to... Go through it. Figure it out. I, and you are. See what's on the um, other side of that door. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, if anyone's not following you who's listening to this, I'm like, you know, what can we do for them? Where can people be following you, listening to your music, catching you, etc., etc., etc.? So, my Instagram is Mel Forever with a four. We just had a rebrand. <laughs> Uh, honey, listen, Chiquitita, David Odyssey, we, we get it, and you just got to do it, and honestly, who cares? Who and cares? it's great, and Mel Forever is amazing. Who cares? Um, Triple Capricorn, Mel Forever, yeah, I love it. Um, so that's me on Twitter, Spotify, it's, I'm Mel Forever on everything, but TikTok right. has this weird rule that you can't, you can only change your username once every 30 days, so it'll be that, and then... Apple Music is still Mel Incarnate, soon to be changed. Okay. They do it manually. They have someone on a <laughs> keyboard. They emailed me to let me know. I was like, okay, good luck. They're like, within six months, we can change your name. I was I like, mean, okay, girls. Okay. Yeah, so. Okay. Find and, me at Mel Forever. Um, are there, as Scorpio season comes, are there any shows you're allowed to talk about? Or just uh, follow Mel and you'll find out? Um... I have a couple of gigs. Wait, when did Scorpio season start? It's starting in like in uh, late October. And ends. It ends uh, late November. Starts like o- October twentieth, twenty second. Ooh. Um. So I have a elsewhere a show at elsewhere. Yes. On November fifteenth. That's Scorpio. No. Major Scorpio. Um. It's also the one year anniversary of my hormone. Okay, I'm writing this beginning down. beginning <laughs> of hormones. That. So like the November fifteenth show is like my birthday, my like tranny birthday, and then um, for some reason I feel the need to absolutely bear it all. And like even though like bear it all, <laughs> eighteen and older, um, <laughs> but like more so in a way of like. I'm, like, concerned because Halloween is, like, it won't be Halloween anymore, and I feel like it's going to be a little spooky. Um, but, like, not not in a costume way, just like a, okay, this something's going on with this bitch, kind of bearing it all. I love it because I have a sibling I have not spoken to for years, um, and their birthday is on November 15th, Ooh. so I cannot wait to be there and just be, like headbanging with you and like getting that release and not having to be in that yeah totally um okay mel forever this was spectacular thank you for being here thank you so much the luminaries is recorded with love in new york city if you've enjoyed this show please subscribe share rate review and etc if you would like a tarot or astrology reading with me david odyssey you can go to davidodyssey.com or follow me on instagram david underscore odyssey and of course be sure to read my nylon column and tell everyone you know about the luminaries i am excited for whatever the hell is coming next let's do it together Mwah.